when I come into this health and wellness field and I talk to people about nutrition, I get it. I get not being able to control stopping eating. I get not wanting to eat. I understand all of those. Like, I've been through it. I've done it. And I, I know what it feels like. And it's hard. It's such a hard thing. Hi, everyone. And welcome back to the ERS Walk and Talk podcast. Today, we are talking with my very good friend and former colleague, Ms. Alexis Schminke. Alexa serves as a senior training specialist at the Texas Department of Public Safety. She was my first friend when I moved to Austin back in 2014, and I believe that both of us have grown a lot over the past eight years. I wanted Alexis to share some of her personal experiences about her transition from forensic scientist to health and wellness professional, and some of her challenges with disordered eating patterns that had started at a really young age for her. She talks about some of these things in her classes, and I find it to be really helpful for folks to understand that they're not alone and that many of us have challenges when it comes to food and and nutrition. We also talked about her transition to motherhood and how body changes can be difficult for all of us. I really love how Alexis uses her personal experiences to help others build a healthy lifestyle. She's one of the most fun and inspiring people I know, and I'm so happy that I get to continue to work with her in my role at ERS, and I'm always so grateful not only to Alexis, but for the whole Texas Department of Public Safety for providing so many opportunities uh, for me to learn and grow while I work there, and also for the continued collaboration and support that they provide to all state employees around health and wellness. DPS truly embodies their core value of teamwork. I hope you enjoyed this conversation that I had with my dear friend, Alexis. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to look at our show notes when you get a chance. And and through the show notes, you're going to find a link to a webinar that we offered this month on the same topic. All right, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Alexis. Good to have you with us. Hi, Lacey. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Yes, I'm excited. Um, This month, we are focusing on building a movement mindset. And there's no one that has more of a movement mindset than Alexis. And so she was a prime candidate for the podcast this month. And so I just want to get you, Alexis, could you talk a little bit about your personal journey with health and wellness and kind of how how did you build your own movement mindset? I guess it came from just my background in growing up. So my parents are both very active. I have an aunt that did gymnastics very competitively, went all the way to the Olympics. And, you know, as a family, we did a lot. We had a trampoline in the backyard. I was only allowed one hour of TV time a day if I even got that. Then you know, every weekend we had something, we would go to the lake and water ski, or we'd go up to the mountains because I grew up in Colorado and snowboard or ski. Like that was our weekends. Our weekends were developed around our activity that we were doing. So it was always activity driven and we were never sitting. We never sat and did much. Um, So I think that's where it comes from. And that translates up to now. I just do the same thing with my kids. I hope to keep them moving and go for walks after dinner and do all the things, you know, to keep them going as well. We have a ton of outdoor play equipment. It's a little different here because it's so hot, (laughs) but that I think is where it all originated from is just growing up in that environment. Growing up in Colorado, I could only imagine 
the opportunities to move and just the types of things you could do are probably so different um, than that you have mountains and beautiful lakes everywhere. So I'm sure it is quite different for you raising your kids in Texas, but I'm sure you're finding great ways to move as well here. Right? Yes, it is a little, it is a little more challenging here, but uh, I do miss Colorado and all of the because there is so much and the mountains are so fun because there's summer things, there's winter things, there's just so many events always going on uh, here. Isn't it interesting how actually obesity rates in Colorado are lower than anywhere else in the country? I always have found that pretty fascinating. Oh, yeah. Well, there's always something and outdoors is so beautiful and it's not humid and it's it's just nice. <laughs> to be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not saying so anyone should tough. leave Texas, but <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it is not. Nice. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I grew up without air conditioning, which is wow. so. Funny. And then you come here and you cannot live without it. So it's kind of kind of. Yeah, fun. I can't but, even imagine a world without air conditioning. Having grown up in Texas, so not crazy. Yeah, my parents are kind of suffering now, though. They say it's getting hotter than it ever has been, you know, but we all had basements too. So when it got hot, you go to the basement and <laughs> yeah, stuff. not many basements in Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to, to talk a little bit. I know one of them, to me, one of the most interesting things about your history is the fact that you started out as a forensic scientist. And I think that is just so cool, first of all. <laughs> and everybody thinks that it's such a cool job because we watch all the shows about forensic science. Yeah. Um, yeah. You made a big life decision when you decided to leave forensic science and move to the fitness and wellness unit at DPS. Could you talk about your transition and why did you make that jump? Yes. So when I was in college, it's so funny. I was an athlete, so I played volleyball while I was in college and I was doing a chemistry degree because I wanted to do forensics, but I was always so jealous of my volleyball peers because they were all doing kinesiology and health sciences and things like that. And I, I took anatomy and physiology, but I loved that, that realm. And I love nutrition and I love learning about that stuff, but I thought, no, I want to do this. I want to be a forensic scientist. Eventually that was what my degree was, uh, chemistry with emphasis in forensics. So I did, so I finished it out, got into the forensic field. And that's the reason why I moved to Texas was to be a forensic scientist, um, with the DPS. So very interesting. And that was a long time ago. So I moved here and started the job and, you know, I liked it. My favorite part was the crime scenes because I got to move around and run around and do fun stuff and investigate things. But it wasn't always like that. So it was it was very sedentary job, actually, because I'm sitting in front of a microscope or sitting with evidence that I've collected and having to minutely look at it and pick things apart. So uh, I started exercising at the DPS with some different people and just realized that's the path that I wanted to take instead. And I got into some classes and took additional classes and took, uh, got myself to where I could apply for that job over with the fitness wellness unit. And so that's where I've been ever since. So it was a very interesting transition. I'm, I don't regret anything because it was great to go that path to be a forensic scientist and then move into that health and wellness. And I also feel like I can help more people with health and wellness than I ever did doing forensics. It's hard because you just, you're the behind the scenes person and you have very minimal input in what happens. And so I feel like with health and wellness, I can really help change people and change their lives in 
make them feel good and talk to more people and <laughs> enjoy yeah. the more social aspect as well and moving around and doing more things. So that was always, it was, it's been great. It's been a great. That is great. Well, and it got you to Texas too. So <laughs> yep. got you to, to meet your husband and we still got you here. So that's, that's great. <laughs> Working yes. for the state. One of the things that I think is really powerful when I've heard you speak about nutrition, which I know is your deep passions is helping people to improve their nutrition. When you talk about your history with nutrition and the experiences you had as a child, could you share your story and how you've sort of formed your nutrition views to date? Yeah. So when I was in middle school, I would say I was slightly overweight, but I've always loved food and that's been my problem. I love to eat. And my family is the type of family that we clean our plate and I get in trouble if I do not. So I grew up this way. So by middle school, I was a little bit overweight because I did clean my plate. I do like to eat. And, you know, it was just a combination of all those things. And I got picked on pretty heavily in middle school going into high school, which was never fun. It's not fun for anybody. And I got picked on because I was just larger. And then I get into high school and I got really sick and lost a ton of weight. I had my wisdom teeth pulled and I got sick with something else. And I ended up not eating and couldn't be, wasn't able to eat. And I went back to school and nobody recognized me. And then people started to talk to me and they started to like me and they're like, Oh, now she's, now she's cool. (laughs) And so that really seeded in me that I need to be skinny to be liked, which is really unfortunate. So it started this whole thing with food for me. I think I already had an issue with eating too much. And then that just spurred me not eating anything at all. And then I had kind of some food related issues with that. My dad took me to places to get some help. But I think things like that always stick with you. So I've struggled with food. I've struggled. I I think I'm better now. But when I first got pregnant with my first baby, it was really hard to gain that weight, right? It was really hard to watch the scale go up because I would always control it so much. I just wouldn't eat or I would have, I still have these weird things in my head about eating. So it's just a hard thing. So I think when I come into this health and wellness field and I talk to people about nutrition, I get it. I get not being able to control stopping eating. I get not wanting to eat. I understand all of those. Like I've been through it. I've done it. And I, I know what it feels like. And it's hard. It's such a hard thing. And ultimately, I think now after having three babies and watching my body go up and down and change and do all this and just realizing it's about being healthy not skinny. And I don't want my kids to have issues like I went through or anything or have weird food things. And I don't even know why it started with me, but um, it did. (laughs) And so I don't know. I hope to avoid that with my children. But at the same time, I think it's been a great thing to help others with as well, because I can come from this. Yeah. I hear a lot of post-traumatic growth in that. Yes. Yes. Turning was really hard around and, and helping others to deal with their own food issues. And I remember talking to you years ago. And and when you first shared that story with me, I had no idea. And I remember telling you, you've got to tell people because I think people just look at you as this fitness guru and they see you as this, you know, ideal, you know, shape and 
all, all the things that go along with a fitness professional and they don't know that you have had struggles. And I, I do think that that helps you to have empathy and, and to connect with people. And well, Lacey, remember when I got that review, I think what helped to share was when I got the review in college from somebody that said, why am I going to take nutrition help from a skinny little vegan? Wow. Wow. Like, oh, they have no clue. Like I'm yeah. first, not vegan. Second of all, <laughs> no, like it, I, I work hard to be where I'm at and to, yeah. it's been a long haul. Yeah. So I think after that, I'm like, man, I need people look at me and they, they think I have it all together and I really don't like, I still struggle and I still think about things and I still overeat. I still have issues. So I think sharing that really does help to put me not I'm not better than anybody. I just have to work at it. I work at it and I choose to work at it. Right. And it's not something that uh, I think people think I just do it and it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, You're saying you're a human. What? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of that yeah. Realize I need to tell people like I, I might I must come off like oh I got this all together but not really. <laughs> so I I think that that is so helpful for people just to be able to understand that you have also I mean we all have issues with things around our body image and food and especially as a woman which is the oh, next God. thing I want to ask you about. So um, I've known you since before you had babies and now you have three <laughs> of them. So yes. would you say that? your self-image or how you see your your physical body has changed since you've had babies or are you more comfortable with just who you are? You know, I think so. Yes. Uh, I feel like before kids, it was all about me and what I look like. And but now I've realized <laughs> that there's so many more important things. And yeah, my health is, I want to be healthy now just so that I can take care of them. I can lift them up. I want to feel good. I want to look good. But I think looking good comes a little bit lower than actually feeling good and being able to do things and keep up and all that when as before it was top priority. And it's funny because you were there. My first baby was not planned. Yeah. <laughs> I was very upset when I got pregnant and like it was firsthand there to uh, witness all of that. <laughs> yep. I was there for the whole thing. So that was a very and special moment. <laughs> it was uh, because my body was going to change and I knew it and I, I did not yep. want that. And it was very, very hard. And the second time I wanted to get pregnant, so that was great. And then the third time <laughs> it was not horrible, but it was uh, yeah. not so it was pretty interesting well you have three beautiful amazing kids and uh it's all worth it in the end oh it is oh it is absolutely and Lacey told me that 900 times but it it is it was it's been great but yes no I think that all has definitely perspective there's so many more important things than the way I look and if somebody doesn't like me for the way I look that's that's fine they don't have to (laughs) I, I things to care about right now. So exactly. Well, and I I know that you are a very busy person. You are working full time. You just came back off of maternity leave, what, two months ago? Yes. Two months ago. Mm -hmm. So you, you have Pike who is how old for? He's five months. Five months. Pearl is three. Two. 
two. Almost two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Almost two and a half in August. Yeah. And then, and then Piper is how old now? She is six and a half. She's six and a half. So yes. with three children under the age of seven, you are very busy and you're working full time and your husband's a firefighter. He works 24 hour shifts. So how do you still make time to move and keep yourself healthy? What, what does that look like? <laughs> yeah, same. What is that the movement like? helps me. Number one, it helps me focus. So sitting in my office all day is very hard for me. I need, I like that movement and it helps me to be focused. And I found that, and actually in one of my um, evaluations with my supervisor, he noticed that I go work out every morning when I get to work. And he's like, are you like, why do you do that? Like you have stuff to do. Why do you work out prior to getting your things done? And I said, well, so I can focus on my things because I'm not going to get them done if I don't get that exercise in beforehand. And I'm not going to exercise. I am the type that exercise comes before noon. Uh, If it passes noon, like I just kind of, the windows pass. So then I just make sure I move a lot that day. Uh, But I just have to be very particular with my schedule and get it in when I can and be very strict on doing that. And I found actually before kids, I would do it every day and it was fine. But now I'm finding my rest days are very important. And especially as I age, kind of knocking on 40s door and it feels good to me. It really, really helps to have a rest day in between. And then I can work out harder and have um, better workouts. But the days I don't work out, I make sure we go for walks or we have an active day or something like that. Like I'm moving a lot more and I'm getting four to five miles of movement in on my watch. So I'm tracking my steps and making sure I'm getting that movement in versus an actual workout. So that's kind of how I've adapted my lifestyle now. That's great. And I remember working with you and, you know, it was a really great perk of our job at DPS because we were part of the fitness unit that we, we were authorized time to train every day. And I remember you walking into my office You'd be like, you ready to go work out? And I would be like, no. I mean, do you want to go work out? No, I don't want to, but I will go because I know it's the right thing to do. But you always had that spark, that that just desire to do it, which I think is something that, you know, everybody would love to have. Do you have any recommendations for people who maybe want to move more or want to make movement a habit in their life for how to do oh, that? Man. I don't, yes. So it helps me when it's consistent, right? It's the same time every day. So your body's ready. And I actually just read this study on muscle clocks. Like if you consistently plan a workout every day at the same time, your body is prepared for that. Like it it gets revved up and it gets ready. And I think that's huge because the more random you are, the more sporadic, I think the harder it is to get in the groove and the harder it is to do that. But Also, look at it as movement, not exercise. Sometimes, you know, sometimes just changing your mindset around it helps to really get yourself just moving. And then the days that you can't move or you can't exercise, move more. Go do something outside. Go walk around. Go do more things. And I remember, Lacey, with you, it's funny that you say that. I would always make you work out. However, in the mornings, we would track our steps. And man, (laughs) do you remember that, Lacey? Yes. So many steps, and I stood there for a lot of the time, and I was like, yeah. I gotta get moving. Lacey's killing me on steps. 
Yes. You are so funny. You were so um, competitive about those steps. We got those watches. It was like first generation Fitbit, I believe we were doing. And you'd you'd be like, where are you at? And Lacey would be like, I got 5,000. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. I got to start moving. Yeah. No. And that, that might be something too. I do have a we have the Apple Watch and we get to see when we work out. And I think that helps too. People know when I'm exercising, which is kind of fun. You know, yeah. you can hook up with other people or put it on your calendar, schedule it and just make time for it. But it has to be, you want to do it too. Well, thank you so much, Alexis. This was so much fun to get to kind of walk down memory lane a little bit. And I know, right? <laughs> really love any chance I get to spend time with you and, and to learn from you. Any closing thoughts before we before we leave? Just get out there and get moving. Take a walk after dinner. I think that's a great place to start. Um, eat your dinner and then get out and move. And make sure you're eating early. And I know it's hot, but you can handle a walk. Get out there, walk in the shade, get some movement in, and then don't eat again before you go to bed. <laughs> right. You can listen to this podcast while you're walking. <laughs> yeah, listen to, the, listen to something you like. Take a minute or take all the kids and enjoy a nice walk. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Again, just really, really happy to share your wisdom with everyone and look forward to future events with you. Yeah. Thank you, Lacey. That was fun. All right. Take care. All right, everybody, that wraps up our podcast with Alexis. I hope you enjoyed that conversation, and I hope you will also go back and check out the webinar on the same topic around movement mindset. It's a really good one. Had a lot of great tips and strategies in there, and one of them is to go out for a walk and listen to the podcast, so you may be already doing that. So, All right. Thanks, everybody, for what you do. Thanks for tuning in, and please, as always, let us know if you need anything, if you have any questions, and I'll look forward to our next episode. Take care.